Welcome to Donnacloney Parish Podcast. If you want to know more information about the parish, how to support us, or for other social media, please go to www.donnacloneyparish.co.uk. Thank you. Thank you, George, uh, for leading us and helping us as we're trying to do that memory verse. Hopefully we'll be able to remind ourselves of that verse in John chapter 1 uh, later on. Uh, but just a couple of things before Elijah comes to read God's word is we want to see the signs that are there. We're going to be thinking of signs this morning and preparing ourselves for having seen those signs. Because when people drive a car and when they see these signs, they're prepared for what's coming next. That's why the signs are there. They point beyond themselves and they tell us what's to come next. So we're going to put up a couple of pictures and you're going to guess the signs. And I'm going to ask uh, David to put up the first PowerPoint. Can you see it there? Does anybody know what that one means? Yep. Yep, you see that triangle with uh, the two people there? It means warning pedestrians. Watch, there's people walking about. Well done if you got that sign. Here's the second sign. It's a weird one, isn't it? Just a triangle with nothing in it. What does that mean? It means warning there's a junction or a give way or it's just coming up, so stop, so stop. Well done if you got that one. Now here's a bit harder, this one, this next sign that's coming up. It's a weird one, isn't it? Does anybody know what that one is? It means no vehicles except bicycles being pushed. So no vehicles except bicycles being pushed. That circle with nothing in it. What about this one? It's not a it's not a triangle, it's a circle, but it's not red, it's blue, and there's 30 in it. Does anybody know what that means? Should be asking George, who passed his test uh, last year, should be asking him all these highway code questions. Well, the blue tells us that's minimum speed. You must be going at least 30 miles per hour. That's a minimum speed limit, not a maximum speed limit, which is the red circle. This blue one is a minimum speed limit. Well done if you got those. And well done, parents, if you got those as well. Well, road signs tell us what's coming next. So there's no surprises, and you'll know what to do when you get there. And in the Bible, there were people who told the people of God that they, there were special messages, messengers called prophets. They told the people what God had said so that the people of God would be prepared for when that thing happened. And I want you to listen this morning as Elijah reads the Bible, and I want to see, can you see who the special messenger is? Can you get that one? See if you can get that one right. And then I want you to see what that special messenger is saying. What's the message? What does he want the people of Israel to hear? Um, what does he want us to hear? In other words, what's the sign? What's the sign we need to see so that we can be prepared? So listen in as Elijah reads Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The Bible reading this morning is taken from Mark, Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. 
a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare for the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with the water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, 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 I'm really, really worried. Really, really worried, boys and girls. There's someone really special coming, and I've got to clean up. Do you clean up when somebody special's coming to your house, do you? Yeah, I'm getting prepared, making sure everybody's ready in our house for our special guest that's coming. Lisa will probably tell you that I don't use this often enough. Yeah, sometimes. We've got to get ready, don't we, when someone special is coming to the house. And this morning, we've heard that somebody really, really special is coming. Let me give you a clue. Hold on. Who wears one of these? Does anybody know who wears one of these? A king. Yes. We're told that the king is coming. The king is coming with something very, very special indeed. Let me put the crown, put that in that microphone there and keep it steady and not sliding off. And this morning we're being told of another king that's coming. And we're told that's good news, important news, gospel news. Way, way back when Mark's gospel was written that Elijah read out, way back in Romans times, 2,000 years ago, the gospel meant the good news. And it was the good news maybe of an emperor, how he won a battle, or how he was coming to visit. It was good news. And it would be marked with people called the messengers or the criers or the or the prophets going out to share the good news of this victory, this birth. And way, way back, back in the day, people would have used one of these. This is the school bell, the original school bell from Waringstown Primary School in 1933. Mr. McCamley let me have it today. I want to bring it back to him very, very quickly before I break it or lose it. The school bell, and when you ring that, everybody wants to listen to what the teacher has to say. And back in the day, people would have gone out to the towns of Donnacoli and Waringstown. There was no radios, there were no TVs, there were no computers. And so somebody would have brought the good news. They probably would have rung a bell or shouted, Good news, good news, and read out the news for everybody. And hopefully on your screen, you're seeing somebody tell the good news now. And Mark is telling us, it's like he's ringing a bell for us and he's screaming out to us, 
that there's good news. There's gospel. So let's read on and see what this good news is all about. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah. Now boys and girls, you might know, but that's another word for king. Messiah is a word for king. God's king. God's king. God. And John tells us, Mark tells us, should I say, that it's not only Jesus Messiah, but he's the Son of God. It's a title the Romans would have used for emperors. It was the very highest title that anybody could be given. Could Jesus, the son of a carpenter, Joseph and Mary's son, really be this king, this Son of God? Well, what's really strange here, what's really weird, is that the Romans would have announced their gospel, their good news, after the event that happened. They would have announced it way after it had happened. You've been a time about the Donatolian wearing it could be years ago. But Mark tells us this good news, and actually shows us the signs of this good news, Hundreds and hundreds of years even before it happened. Because there were signs of Jesus coming, the Son of God, God's promised King coming. Signs of his coming all the way through the Bible from the first part of the Bible to Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. I want to show you the signs this morning. I want you to show, show you the signs that Mark shows you. Look at verse 2 if you've got a Bible there. It says, As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. God is going to send a messenger a prophet to prepare the way for the Lord. Well, this morning, here's a part, uh, PowerPoint, uh, and hopefully you see now a pro the prophet's timeline. Where are the prophets of the Old Testament? Where they are. Now, what we need to understand this morning is that verse 2, part of verse 2 is taken from a Bible book called Malachi, which was written. 400 years before the messenger John the Baptist was born. The Lord's messenger. And then verse 3 is from Isaiah, and it's written 700 years before John the Baptist is born, predicting the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And since Malachi's time, since 400 years ago, God had not spoken through a prophet. It's like God was silent. 400 years without a word or a sign from God. No, the Israelites are living under the Romans. Would God keep his promise? Would these signs actually come true? 
But now we see God's not just going to give his sign. God is actually going to come and live on earth. He's going to come and speak to us, not through signs, but face to face. It's amazing news here. God is coming face to face. But before he does, his messenger is going to prepare the way. He comes in clothes of a prophet. We're told John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. You have been gross. So John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. John the Baptist prepares the way for the coming of the Lord. And how does he do that? How does he prepare the people for their coming king? Again, hopefully you'll see a PowerPoint where you see John the Baptist baptizing. Call the people to say sorry for their sins. We're told that in verse 4 that baptism, repentance and forgiveness are all being offered so that everyone can prepare for the arrival of the Lord. He told the people to get ready for the coming of the Lord by turning from their sin, by saying to God, I don't want to go my way, I want to do a total you turn I want to turn for myself and I want to turn to you, God. And as a sign that they'd done that, they were baptized. It was like them saying, I don't want to live for myself, I want to live for you, God. I hope you've done that. And we're told here in the Bible, the whole Judean countryside and the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the River Jordan. Loads of people came to John to be baptized. They wanted to be ready for the coming of God's King. Now how can we get ready for the coming of God's King? Well, first of all, there's a right and there's a wrong way. The wrong way for getting prepared for God's King is just outwardly. So it's kind of like things of like just turning up to church and thinking that going to church will make you a Christian. I walk into the garage every morning to do some exercises. doesn't make me a car. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. No. How did the people respond here? They repented. They said sorry for their sins. And they turned to God. And they showed that outwardly by baptism. Now, Christmas is coming. There's lots of things for us to do. We get the presents, get the turkey. <coughs> Excuse me. There's lots of things we need to do. But the most important thing we can do is get ready for the coming king. You see, when Jesus comes again, he'll not come as a little baby. He's coming again as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We need to get ready for the coming of God's King. 
is more important than any other king upon this earth. See verses 7 and 8. This was his message, John said, After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals are not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. King Jesus is the only one who can give us God's Spirit. This Christmas, I ask you to prepare in the right way for the coming of God's King. The one promised right the way through the Bible. The one who John the Baptist preached about. The one, the only one who can give us God's Holy Spirit and make us right with God the Father. King is coming. And this morning, let's get excited about the coming of Christmas and the birth of King Jesus. Let's tell this good news. Let it ring out all over our villages and our towns and our country and our world. Let's thank God that he's given us sign after sign after sign about the coming of his king in the Bible. But more than all of that, more than all of those things, Let's get ready. Let's be prepared to receive him as God's promised king. Let's get ready to receive Jesus as God's promised king by turning to him and asking God to forgive us our sins. To not live for ourselves, but to live under the rule of King Jesus. This is such good news. This is such good news. The King is coming and we need to be prepared. So let's say sorry to God for our sins and ask that Jesus would reign over every area of our life. The King is coming and we all need to get ready. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that even before your son, King Jesus, was born, you gave us sign after sign. Help us this Christmas as we prepare for Jesus' second coming to repent, to turn around from our sin and to turn to Jesus for forgiveness of our sins. We pray, help us to stop going our own way and to turn and follow King Jesus. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We pray that this service has been an encouragement to you, a challenge and a help to build you up in your faith in Christ. We've now ended our church service and we'd be delighted if you can join with us again. Thank you for being with us in Donna Cluny Parish. God bless you.